What is up, everybody? Welcome to Wayward Artists in the Wayward World. I'm Sid, and joining me today is the illustrious poet and Twitch streamer, Heather Thomas. Heather, how are you doing? I am good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank Very you for coming happy on. to be here. Yes. yes. It's, I'm so glad to have you on. Like, uh, Thank you. You know, like, let's just, like, get right into it, because, like, I don't want to talk yeah. about, like, our friendship just yet. Like, we have a structure <laughs> here, despite, like, how chaotic it could be sometimes. Um, tell me who you are, what you do, and how we know each other. Uh, well, as Sid said, my name is Heather Thomas. Um, I am currently now a barista, which is very fun. Um, but more importantly, I am an artist nonetheless, and I am a full-time poet and not really full-time, but sort of sometimes musician. And uh, yeah, um, Sid and I met doing poetry, which is one of my favorite things in the world. And we met um, at a thing called Broken Mics, which is like a weekly poetry reading thing at my favorite burrito shop in the whole world. And um, yeah, we've been friends ever since. It's been so, so nice. Yeah. Nito Burrito, shout out. Um, yeah. Baby bar. We talk about the baby bar on the show a lot. Shout out Patty Telly. Um, Broken mic, man. That uh, brings some memories, huh? Like I, I miss it. <laughs> I miss it so much. Like, you know, like I think the last couple of times I went to Broken Mike, um, like I, I didn't participate a lot, um, but it's so nice to just be in that environment and like, just be like, yo, I'm just going to go to watch some poetry on a Wednesday. Did they do yeah. it on Wednesday? I can't even remember when they used to. It was Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like it's been so long. And um, like the way we met is like, I just really loved your like raw like honesty about like a lot of things like you talk about like stuff that's just like um like just like they're so personal and I just I love well, I love it you. when people are like vulnerable like that like especially like when you see it on stage or what have you and and people can't really like uh I I, I don't know how to like describe Nito Burrito it's like yeah. and how enclosed and small that space is and to like be in a group of like essentially strangers and just revealing all that information like like that all that trauma that you've been yeah. through like that's so crazy to me yeah for so many people they're getting up there in front of people they've never met before or have only heard of like their work and just barely know each other and then to reveal like such personal things about yourself um it's it's very like it's a hard to explain experience if like you've never gone or if you've never performed before but there's just like this sense of community and safety and I have never experienced something like that until I started to going to Broken Mike and it has been so wonderful and I can't believe it's been over like a year since anyone's been able to perform but that feeling is so great. Yeah it's definitely like have you been a part of any of like their zoom stuff that they've been doing I haven't no mm -hmm. yeah it's it's definitely different I mean like I I haven't personally been a part of that but like we talk about zoom theater because like that's you know theater is my thing and uh th like that being a totally different like experience like I can't imagine like poetry like especially like sometimes poetry could be hard to like like I feel like you just got to be there sometimes yeah like, the for nature. sure yeah. That's why I haven't joined any of them in the last year, just because I feel like it's such a different environment. Like I, what I have to share, I want to do it face to face and like in person. And so just like 
sharing it over a screen just seems so strange. Like just sitting in my bedroom and performing my piece doesn't feel like normal. Like it's not where it belongs. So yeah. I've been waiting until we're able to meet in person again before I perform. Yeah. Tell me about Twitch though. Have you always been a Twitch streamer? Um, no. So I, re I only streamed myself twice. Um, and it was, I think a couple months ago, but I have been really active on Twitch since like March of 2019. And, um, I was just like scrolling through Twitter one day and saw that one of my favorite Viners, Chris Melberger, um, was like, live on Twitch I was like oh my gosh like I haven't seen this man in like two or three years like I just wanted to see how he's doing so like I hopped in I don't even remember what he was playing but instantly it was just like this guy is so genuine and his community seems really cool and so from there I just that's where all my time was spent and um, have met so many friends and just amazing people through this like whole online community and then um, in the last couple months, I just really needed a new hobby. And I was like, I got to find something to do to keep me from like going insane inside my house. So I started making my own rings um, out of like wire. And I was like, this is really fun and relaxing. And sometimes when I'm like anxious or like super stressed and just can't relax, I'll just turn on a stream and just have it in the background and it makes me feel like I'm just like hanging out with friends and so I was like what if I did that for people so that's what I've been doing lately and it's just been really nice to be like a space for like my friends to like come to and it's just like we're on FaceTime or something and it just feels really natural and I've loved it so yeah I'm slowly getting into discord um at first I didn't really like get it I just thought oh yeah this is just some something like for gamers and stuff like that but um learning about like channels and everything and like this is like the boomer side of me talking <laughs> like not know like what is this discord just this and it's the same thing about like tiktok and like just be like yeah tiktok and that's that's so dumb and meanwhile i look at tiktok like every single day <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah me too like, yeah like just off to off uh, off topic like that that algorithm that they have is like amazing like <laughs> it's insane yeah so um but like, no, Discord has been great. I, I really wanted to use it as like a way to like record things. But we, like, as you saw in the pre-show, we, we had <laughs> a lot of difficulty. Um, basically, like moral of the story is like, we need a new computer because she can't <laughs> handle it. And maybe a better internet connection. I don't know. But um, it's so good to hear that you are trying to find some new things to do, especially since like poetry is like your thing. Um, yeah. I think that's just kind of like the moral of, all artists is like stories during like the pandemic and everything um have you been writing at all I have yeah um which is really nice uh there was a time between like March and like August of 2020 where I just had hardly any motivation to write or in general I guess I mean the world was a nightmare um and I wrote a lot of things not a lot but like little pieces here and there but never anything I really wanted to share just because everything was already so negative and heavy I didn't feel like it would do me any good to add to that and so I didn't write for quite some time and then um, I was like man I miss it so I just started writing and writing and writing and then um, I started a new job in February 
And that was really fun. So now I'm working at a cafe downtown over in Brown's Edition. And it has been so amazing and such a like new change of pace that I needed so desperately. And so um, I started this new collection inspired by the cafe and like the customers that I interact with and just like things that I see on a day to day basis. And um, I've started making it into like little like collages. And so I'll take like newspapers that customers leave behind or like receipts or just like anything like weird and random and I'll just like tape them in there for that day and then write a poem about like my shift and then have that in there and that's been a lot of fun to put together oh yeah I bet um not to like out the place that you like or <laughs> get you dogs or something <laughs> okay. crazy like that but like I I went to that coffee shop you weren't working there that time and um it's a very beautiful little place. I've never, I never go to the Browns edition like area. Like it's so far, uh, far out from where I am. I'm in the Perry district. So like, I never really have a reason to like go all the way over there. And uh, I was, yeah. meeting a, I was meeting a friend of mine and I was like, wow, I've never heard of this place before. This is so interesting. And it, it, it it's kind of cute. Like it's a little, it reminds me like, it kind of looks like, I don't know, like it, it just feels cozy like you're yeah. like a little bit like I don't know how to describe it really like it feels very familiar at least it did to me because before I started working there I had never been and then like as soon as I walked in it's just such like a calm and like quaint quiet little area and you just feel like right as like right at home when you walk in and it just has like a very like friendly neighborhood feel to it which I really like yeah, but I'm glad I that like comes across too for like other people that have like never been in before as well yeah, it was relatively empty, at, like, when I was there, <laughs> which is really <laughs> fascinating. But uh, no, like, that, that's always been coffee shops for me. Like, I I love coffee shops more than I love, like, bars. And I, honestly, I don't really like bars anyway. So <laughs> um, I love hanging out with baristas and just talking with them. Because, like, you know, um, I think the one big thing, at least, like, when it came to my, like, isolation was not realizing, like, wow. I've never, I haven't talked to like a single person besides my mom and my coworkers. And I was, and it was like every day I would go to like, um, Atticus is my favorite coffee shop. Oh, Atticus. Atticus is great. And I would go there literally every single day, like, uh, especially like after work and stuff like that to the point where like, like the breezes there are like friends, you know, like I yeah. hang out with them, talk with them and stuff like that. And it was just like, dang, I miss that. I miss like the little nuance of just like, talking to your barista and just getting a cup of coffee and just sitting and hanging out at the, uh, like at this coffee shop for like hours and hours and hours. I get, to, I, I, I'm doing that more now, granted, uh, not at Atticus, but uh, another place, which is very close to actually very, very close to my house. So I don't really talk about that place too much. I'll tell you <laughs> later where it is, but yeah. um, um, it's been, it, it's been kind of a, a blessing in disguise. Cause like it's, uh, like a 50 like a 10 second walk from my house so oh, like that's, that's so how nice. close it is so yeah like I get to have like easy access to this coffee shop and um hang out as long as I want and it, it's relatively new sometimes it's pretty empty which I like early in the pandemic I appreciated that uh because like ugh, hanging around people yeah people, people around here. <laughs> uh but like I feel like I could take my mask off and not like be in close proximity like to everyone else and granted you know I've been to restaurants and I, I take off the mask sure but um uh, earlier in the pandemic I was like still very 
uh, I don't really know how I feel about this, but um, no, coffee shops are great. Like, and I'm glad that you found solace in there, like in that, especially with your art. Yeah, thank you. Me too. Yeah, it was such a big change from like my prior job, like working retail. I told myself that I liked it, but I really did not. Um, I put a lot of time and effort into my old job. And then I just started not receiving the same like energy back from them. And people were just like treating me differently. So I was like, I need to do something else. And then this opportunity came up and I'm so glad that it worked out the way it did because like you had mentioned earlier, it was such like a blessing in disguise. Like I had Mm -hmm. never even like realized that it would be this great, especially like learning a whole new skill set. I was so nervous and so scared that I was just going to mess up every single drink that I made. And of course I did for like the first day because I had no idea what I was doing, but now I picked it up super quick I feel like, and customers tell me all the time that they can't believe that I've only been working there for three months now. And I've met so many amazing people and just hearing really cool stories about Spokane that I've like never heard and just like real, like first encounters with strangers and how beautiful those interactions are. I just am learning like so much and it's so cool. Yeah, I feel like I get that at my reception. I, I'm a receptionist at the, you know, I talk about my job. I'm, I'm cool with <laughs> talking about where I work, like multi-care. Um, I work at the eye center over there. And I kind of get those same vibes too of like, yeah, wow, you're very professional. And like when it comes to people's healthcare, it's like, it's really, it's really interesting. Like how they treat you compared to like retail workers. Like I, I could be a little bit dickish to them because it's like, <laughs> hey, this isn't like a like this isn't like a restaurant here. You can't like customize your, yeah. your medical insurance. Like this is what you, <laughs> this is your this is your insurance. I'm telling you what your insurance <laughs> is. Sorry, buddy, but you know, like like hearing people like, oh man, I've been trying to like get a hold of somebody for hours, and like you're the first person to like help me out. And I was like, oh wow, uh, I'm glad you appreciate that. And like the kids usually like me a lot which is kind of fun but also like my uh co-workers like the new ones specifically because I I'll whip out information about like insurances <laughs> and stuff like that stuff that I didn't even know like almost like I'm in October it would have been two years ago uh two years that I've been there and uh whenever I mentioned like insurance stuff and they're like how long have you been here I was like oh it's about a year and a half <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> amazing like you're amazing I'm like I mean it's it's pretty easy, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, it, it, I can understand like how overwhelming and hard it could be, and it was for me for at a certain point. But once it clicks, it clicks. Yeah. Like, once you like find your rhythm, you're like, oh, like I know how to do this. Like this exactly. makes sense. Yeah, and you know, like talking about blessings in disguise. You know, this podcast has been a big one. Like, holy cow, like I, we've, uh, we're almost one years old and we are, uh, we upgraded so much. Like we're doing video now, which that's not what we did before. So it's um, not being able to do theater and doing this. Like, I think I like being a content creator more than doing theater, honestly, um, which I, I'm trying to make sure I'm trying to find ways to like break in the dough here. Cause I like, you know, I do love my other job, but do I want to work there forever now? I would love to just like do a podcast forever and just be, you know, go to the hype house one day. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not be a yeah. douchebag. Like, I, I hope like I don't become a douchebag, but like yeah. I uh that would be it would be nice to like just do something like that. 
you'll be the first like non-dick member of the hype house yeah well you know money corrupts so <laughs> that's true <laughs> well so hopefully we'll see what happens honestly i have no promises um <laughs> Wayward Artist, this is Wayward Artist in the Wayward World, where each and every Sunday, I sit with a Wayward Artist and we talk about a person we're thankful for. It's based on Jared Petty's podcast, Pockets Full, Pockets Full of Soup, which essentially I stole his entire idea um, and his format, kind of. But, you know, Jared, Jared's a cool guy. Um, we're getting very close, like not to spoil anything, but we're, very, we're, we're almost in contact with Jared. And I'm very scared. <laughs> what, like, because uh, like uh, I tweeted him, uh, he he just posted a Twitter post and he was like, "Hey, you know, like not not to me or anything, like to his followers." <laughs> it was a picture of him and I was like, "Hi, Jared." That's pretty much it. And he he replied back like, "Hi, Sid. Uh, I just got your very thought, extremely thoughtful email. I, you'll be hearing a response from me soon." I'm like, huh? "Yeah." And granted, I donated. To his, I donated a lot of money to his Patreon so I can be on his show. <laughs> so see what happens yay it's super exciting i i can't wait for june <laughs> like i'm just <laughs> i'm anxiously waiting for june here um heather i'm gonna ask you the question that yeah. i ask people on this show each and every week tell me something that you're thankful for something that i am so 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 extremely thankful for in my life is the 2003 classic hit movie School of Rock, starring yeah. the one and only Jack Black. I think that's incredible. When you told <laughs> me that, I was just like, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is so random, but, like, it's pretty timely, especially, like, what had just happened recently with one of the one of the, uh, uh, the actors in the show. Yeah. It yeah. breaks my heart, that poor kid. Yeah. Well, I he mean, was, he's not a kid anymore. He was, like, 32, but, like, he's still a kid in my eyes. Yeah. I wasn't even born when he was born but <laughs> exactly I think like he would have been around my age I'm 28 so I uh maybe he's was just a little bit older than me but um no uh School of Rock directed by uh Richard Linklater is that right like did he direct the movie <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take think, your word for it you know like I but... would look him up um let's ask um uh We didn't even schedule. Sorry, I'm just looking at a text from a friend. <laughs> okay. uh, sorry, a uh, friend, if you're listening to this episode and I read your text message, <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgive you. Yeah, we didn't even plan anything, honestly. I don't think. <laughs> um, who directed School of Rock? Let's see. Will it show? Will Siri tell us? No. Wait, come on. Oh yeah, Richard Linklater. Okay, yeah, exactly. Because I want to talk about also right. Richard Linklater. One of my favorite, like, favorite directors. I feel like he's a little bit underappreciative. Uh, like, and I say this not seeing, like, knowing any of his other movies either. Like, I just watched <laughs> Boyhood. Like, did you know, do you know what oh, Boyhood is? I have not seen it, but yes, I have heard about that piece. And yeah. it sounds incredible. It was, it's pretty ambitious. Like, it was a movie that he filmed over the course of 12 years, the same actor. Uh, and he's done that before. He he has this trilogy of movies that I can't remember at the top of my head. And I don't want to ask Siri again, uh, <laughs> where the first one was uh, in the, uh, whatchamacallit, like the 90s. The second part was recorded around like the 2000s. And it, like, it follows their relationship, like mm-hmm. kind of throughout the years, you know, like, but like it was recorded in different periods. 
and I and I guess like it's not really like that unique. Anyway, I keep talking about Richard no, you're favorite. fine. I, I love talking about movies, but uh, <laughs> tell me like of all the things in the entire world, like that you could have talked about, like School of Rock. What makes you so thankful for it? I know it sounds like so random and whenever I like tell people that it's like my favorite movie and like what it means to me they're like really like out of everything like that movie but yeah um so I was very young when I watched that movie for the first time I was probably like five or six years old so it had only been out for a few years and I just was like whoa this is really cool and at first I didn't know like what to expect like didn't know what it was going to be or what it was going to mean to me but the first thing that really drew me towards it was just the music that they used like in the soundtrack all of these like great classic rock hits that like I had grew up on um and I remember there's this one specific scene where Jack Black's character is asking the students like of musicians that they listen to and they're naming off these artists that Jack is so baffled by and like that is not music like you need to be listening to like Led Zeppelin and ACDC and like all these other classic artists and like yeah that's so true because I listen to those all the time and none of the people that I go to school with know who the hell they are so like yeah Jack Black you're right like you are so right and um, then a couple years later I think when I was probably like in late elementary school um, I had watched it again and something just clicked in my head and I was like I need to watch this movie 24-7 so I would watch it like a couple times a week it was pretty insane my parents would like get mad at me when like they would see me like go over to like the DVD player and hit like restart if I would just like sit down and watch the whole thing over again but um, it is just such a beautiful film in so many ways but it inspired me to become a musician which I think is really cool um and I started playing the clarinet in sixth grade um and it was inspired by Miranda Cosgrove's character Summer who plays the clarinet in that movie but just seeing the connection that like music has on like people's life and just the way that like impacted them was so cool and I had always loved listening to music growing up but I had never thought about playing it until I started watching that movie more and more and I just felt like I could really have a connection to music personally if I started playing it and making it and I could just have more of an appreciation for the art itself and that was so cool to think about and I was like I just have to learn how to play something and so I picked up clarinet um, started teaching myself and surprisingly did really, really well, like a lot better than I thought I would. And that was really cool to see that this was something that came naturally to me. And so a couple of years go by and I'm like, well, I got to teach myself more than the clarinet because that was fun, but I know there's so many options. So then I started teaching myself like saxophones and then when I got into high school, I taught myself how to play the bass clarinet, which is one of my favorite instruments of all time. Very underappreciated, I feel like. And then I started teaching myself how to play guitars and like ukulele and keyboard. And I started writing my own music. And I just felt 
so cool and being in a band in school was like the coolest thing in the world because I was like yeah I feel like I'm a part of the movie like this is so awesome and I would have dreams as a kid of like a substitute teacher coming in and telling us well basically screw everything you've ever learned in school this year because now we're switching gears and you're gonna be in a rock band like that was my dream and I had always hoped that that would happen and it never did because that's ridiculous no substitute teacher would ever do that in real life but I still had hope but I don't know I just started playing so many things and just learning everything that I could and I just love music so much and it has completely changed my life and I write about music a lot Um, like I'm very inspired by songs like I'll just put one on and create a whole storyline that goes off of some of the lyrics and that's super awesome I love doing that and like yeah writing about music and playing music is just so much fun no that's like amazing like I love it when like a piece of media like inspires you to like do other things like that's like a testament because like that's a testament of like how good it is I think because um you know, or or maybe not. I mean, like, I think a lot of people have a lot of different tastes, but um, I think for me anyway, um, that movie that I kind of like watch all the time is Star Wars. You know, like, um, I I feel like that movie is like coming back, coming home, you know, like it's coming back home and I'm a kid again, I'm three years old and I'm in a part of this world. Like, like fully whether it's like the prequel era the sequels even I love the sequels I love the original trilogy I like everything and everything Star Wars like I don't really care um and I think like its message of hope really um it touched me during a lot like it touched me in like in a different way that I didn't realize it as a kid but like now as an adult I can reflect on it and be like oh that is that's what I need especially like as someone who's like depressed and who has anxiety and stuff like that or didn't have like a lot of parental or like you know friends like figures <laughs> growing up yeah. so, I'm curi- so I'm curious for you though um what do you think is like the message of school of rock or like what do you think like stuck with you as a kid to make I you want to think- like watch it all, all these times when I w- it definitely changed um like what made me watch it as a kid from what makes me still watch it as much to this day um uh, I think when I was a kid I was just like a like obsessed with the idea of becoming like this like insane like rock star in like fifth grade like that's so cool you know just like making music with your friends like that sounds like such a cool experience and having people enjoy your music and kind of just like sticking it to the man which is kind of one of the main messages in the film and just kind of you know people are going to push you down your entire life but you just got to keep getting back up and I think that is a super cool message for kids to learn at a young age like I, I think because of that movie a very like stubborn and strong personality just because I know that there's a lot of people in your life that are going to tell you no especially in the arts like that's a big thing but to not give up and to just have that inspire you and kind of make you want to do more and just be better or be like the best version of yourself that you could be and then now re-watching it as an adult I see myself 
in a lot of the adult characters instead of the children. And so it's just cool to like look at it and grow up with that movie. And instead of relating to the students, I now um, relate to like the parents sometimes or like the principal or Jack Black's character more. And just to not let your dreams like fade away. Like just because you're getting older or you're like not the target audience anymore doesn't mean that you still can't like go for what you believe in or like what you've always wanted to do. Like don't let people telling you no or like your age stop you or define you. And I just think that's super cool. No, yeah. Like it's hard being a kid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, like, especially like in the world specifically that I grew up in where I just didn't feel like, you know, like I, I feel like I had to be like a specific thing, whether it was the way I like work or like do things or even like at me like as myself you know like um my sexuality or um my personality it's like you're always <laughs> like I always felt like I was told like not to be like to be a certain way mm-hmm. and School of Rock does have that message of like you know like sticking it to the man and you know, kind of going against the grain. I mean, like Jack Black, you know, he, we find these kids like in this, I think like, it was it like, uh, and again, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but were they like prep students? Like they were just like, yeah, yeah. They went to like a very like expensive, like prep school, the best in the state. So yeah. And those are the, like, those are the kind of people that like suck, like parents who are like, (laughs) like that, like, they're just like awful. (laughs) Yeah. And then like Jack Black is over here just telling these kids like, Hey, let loose, like, you know, like fuck whatever anyone, like he doesn't say fuck it's a kid's movie, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, he, uh, he basically just tells these kids like, Hey, you could do whatever you want. Or like, let me show you like this cool thing. And like what came out of it was like, like this like amazing like little kid little kids band like I remember yeah. I, I specifically remember the one scene and this one it's because it was brought up on Twitter a lot it was like the uh, the lead singer um who's black and she was like you know bigger and she was like worried about like um going out there and like people making fun of her and like Jack Black was like the oh, fuck those guys you're like again I can't remember exactly what the scene is but it was basically just telling like you know just fuck them you know go out there you're amazing (laughs) you know yeah 100 percent. yeah I feel like that's what we need to hear is more as like kids and stuff definitely I think um like you talking about like growing up and how it was hard for you because you never felt like you were able to be yourself just because people always told you to like be different I feel like Mm -hmm. there are so many kids growing up being taught and told that they have to fit into these like cookie cutter molds that are that their parents have like set aside for them and you like have to be whatever your parents want you to be or like whatever society is telling you to be and you grow up for so long thinking that you have to fit into that and the more you grow up the more you realize well I don't really fit into this mold like I just want to break away from it Um, and so I think it's so important for kids to learn at a young age that fuck that like you are the only person that knows like your own best interests and so like don't listen to other people and don't let other people's judgments about you like define who you are like people are so unique and so beautiful in so many different ways and that is so cool and I think that there's not enough people that realize that and especially as children I think 
it's really hard to grow up being told that like "Mm, you're okay but if you were different and more like this you would be a lot better like that's so hard for kids to hear and so I think it's really important to be like no don't listen to that like be whoever the hell you want to be because that's awesome Mm -hmm. and especially like with kids like it's like it's so hard because like they don't really know what to be (laughs) like there is yeah so much that you can be it's like like you for example like you talked about like uh, playing all these instruments and stuff like that like do you would you say like do you still play any like uh, any of those instruments at all yeah I play um pretty much all of them except for saxophones just because I don't own any of those but like I have two guitars sitting right beside me I have like two up over in my room still have my clarinets and bass clarinets um Mm -hmm. I'm a part of like Spokane's community band so yeah I'm still I'm still making music all the time yeah but like with a kid like especially like a younger kid like you know I I remember specifically and even as an adult honestly like I had my own piano (laughs) and I was just like oh man I'm gonna learn this piano and then like one day it's just like you know what maybe I'm not gonna play this like electric piano anymore (laughs) and you know and it's just because like interests change you know and stuff like that like and I feel like adults anyway, like at least the boomer ones, I don't know like what these millennial slash um, Gen X like adults are up to mm-hmm. nowadays, but the boomers specifically are just like, no, you gotta like, you gotta follow like a certain path. And, you know, like I was having this conversation with my father, um, you know, about like moving out and it was just like, uh, he, he was like why can't you move out in the next like next week or like in, in two weeks I'm just like that is not how the work world works maybe you could do that in the, the 1980s or the 1970s when you were like a 20 year old or whatever but this is like 2021 like the the housing market is awful right now yeah yeah like you can't just like get up and leave like I wish I could you know? That'd be so nice. Yeah. And, you know, despite like that, I love my job and everything. Like, I, I wish I got paid a little bit more because like, granted, like, I just don't, I'm not really good at saving money anyway, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it, it's still like, even if I, in Spokane specifically, I was, I was, I was looking at like apartments and stuff and just like the rent alone, like that's two full paychecks for a lot of them. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is, um, this is, this is hard you know I was actually looking at apartments um this morning on my uh break at work and for a studio apartment rent was 700 a month and I'm like I make like 550 per paycheck so 550 twice a month like that's a lot just to go in straight to rent yeah and uh take into fact like you know internet like my yeah. phone bill is are like a hundred bucks, you know, like, um, I don't know what we kind of went off track here uh, and just talking about like, uh, I guess adult expectations and everything. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know, kids need room to like let loose and like, yeah, you know, as long as they're not hurting anybody, you know, like, and granted yeah. Jack Black, I think in the movie wasn't hurting, <laughs> like his character wasn't no. hurting anybody specifically. He was just like, nah, man, let's just rock out. Let's just yeah, crazy. And you know, like they're kids, like they shouldn't, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like kids shouldn't be given like too much responsibility because like they're kids. Exactly. Like let them be kids, like let them have time to grow up and develop their own personalities. And I mean, I have been in the public education system 
my like entire schooling career but I couldn't imagine being a kid going to like a very prestigious prep school like starting at such a young age that's just uh, yeah I couldn't well, imagine mine wasn't a prep school but it was very militaristic um like boarding uh, not boarding school but like it was an all-boys school because segregation Saudi Arabia you know <laughs> and um boy it was awful um uh, fuck every single teacher from every single one of my schools all of them they suck even even the ones that were nice to me I was just like fuck them all like I don't give two shits about them I don't even think about them I just think about like how horrible of an experience like the last 12 years of my life was and it was un there was nothing nothing was learned I don't remember a single thing in high school middle school or elementary school that or like I don't even remember like an experience where I was like oh man this is gonna change my life forever no like this is all bad <laughs> like I just want to get the fuck out of here and really it was college that like just uh showed me like a different appreciation of like teaching I wanted to be a teacher just so I could stick it to the those like <laughs> grade school teachers because like I think I could be a way better teacher than them like and just like teaching wise like they were just awful teachers too but like living in that like I wish we had a Jack Black but like <laughs> that was just like you know what we're just gonna like listen to like ACDC and all these rock music because like I was into rock music I wasn't uh, like I was very emo in an environment where I couldn't really be emo <laughs> like if if I if I was living in the United States you probably I probably would have had like a sleeve right now like I probably would have done the hair and all that crazy stuff but like I listened to like screamo music thinking like that oh that's so cool I was very much pop music sucks I'm uh uh you know I'm sorry. It's the watch. I I gotta put the watch on mute. Like it's uh, it's supposed to have like the timer and everything, but I just keep getting messages, and I'm like, you're annoying me. But anyway, um, but yeah, uh, tell me about your experience, like with this movie. Like when you tell people that you watch specifically School of Rock, like so many times, like what what is their like initial reaction to that? Um, a lot of the times it's like the same like you've seen that movie like 500 plus times like yes yes I have like um I think it's very underappreciated I think a lot of people have just kind of like seen it once or twice and like yeah you know it was a good movie but I think a lot of people could learn a thing or two from re-watching it because I think that there's a lot of like strong messages in there and even if it's just like hearing someone like repeating the fact that like it's okay to not like be like part of the mainstream or like be like the norm like it's okay to like go off and do different things or just like you know really stick it to the man like that's obviously they say that in the movie all the time but that's like such like a powerful thing and I think a lot of people could learn from hearing that and realizing that you know there's a few things that I want to do just to like tell some people off like I've that's definitely like happened in my life like I remember um my senior year in high school like right before we were about to start school um I was at like a marching band like rehearsal um and I was talking to my band director and I was like yeah you know I'm going to teach myself how to play bass guitar because I want to play bass in the jazz band and my band teacher told me um, don't you already know enough instruments? Like, are you sure you could handle another? And so I was like, yeah, I think I can handle another. And so that, 
like instilled something in me and I was like I'm just gonna prove you wrong because you are a little prick and I hate you and I'm just gonna show you that I can do it and so I worked my ass off that entire year and played bass guitar in school and won some jazz awards at festivals and won like awards that like my own classmates had like given me at the end of the year and that was a very powerful moment to have Mm -hmm. my teacher see that like oh okay well maybe she could do it you know like yeah I hate I hate art like like art people who like do that shit like I've had a director like at auditions tell me like oh yeah so um you're gonna like audition for this character because like that's your type or whatever and I'm just like fuck you dude in my brain I just wanted to be like you know fuck you I I can play this other character like yeah <laughs> like that's so like type is so stupid I hate it and I think that's like, I hate typecasting yeah it, it's uh. it's awful but you know like that instilled something in me too it's like I wish I could I wish I I wish I could have been like you and just like prove them wrong but you know it's uh, an audition <laughs> So you can't, yeah. really, you can't really do much there, but, uh, you know, like, I, I feel like in every, every day in my life, it's a moment for me to like prove, prove something. Like I, I talk about a lot, like how I left theater because I felt like, no, not because of like just the politics of theater and how annoying it is, by the way, I, we're going to talk about the school of rock musical here in just a moment, uh, but, um, <laughs> good like um but the other thing was I just didn't really feel respected in the community and like it took like getting my my grant and like directing my own stuff and producing my own work and doing this podcast specifically the podcast where I was like man I am not going to take shit from anybody anymore and actually just recently I uh there was a guy that I guess he wanted to connect like I'm not really sure like what his deal was honestly and uh you you probably know this because like you saw Instagram like the private did, Instagram. Yeah. but um like he this weird guy like honestly like he he got like my contact information from like uh the place where I got the grant because like that information is public like anyone can have it and you know I I enjoyed making connections with other people so I was like okay I'm gonna humor him I'm gonna talk about my experience as an artist in Spokane granted I I, I don't feel like I am a Spokane artist because like the pandemic hit and it hasn't really been a I haven't really been an artist here for a year I just was a student at Gonzaga doing art you know like it does that doesn't necessarily make me a Spokane artist or know any like Spokane artist and granted that's probably like hypocritical because I have a lot of Spokane artists on this (laughs) podcast um but he's like yeah okay like we'll set the date and everything and like straight up he doesn't show up and I'm just like am I being like flaked by a guy who wanted to like start a connection (laughs) you know and I'm just like he didn't like show up I waited like 30 minutes for him and I was just like see you later (laughs) uh he like emailed me back and I was just like I'm not gonna respond to your email yeah good for you oh no yeah because like I've been um what do you call it I've been flaked by guys on dates and I was just like that's awful I've been flaked by friends too and I was just like I'm kind of like burned out on flakes a little bit so it's just like unless you unless you're like dying in the street (laughs) or like some (laughs) other like excuse like I or like you're a good friend and I know you like your intentions it's like I I'll give you a second chance but like a total stranger out of the blue just like doesn't show up to our coffee meeting and like messages me like I don't know five hours later and I'm just like nah 
I don't want to deal with that. I have more respect for myself as an artist. So, um, like, I hate it. Like, oh, Jesus. Ugh, it's one of those damn stink bug things. Oh, no. Ugh. I don't know. Mm. Okay. Like, we're going to. We're gonna have we to have another see. guest on the podcast today. Yes, a dead <laughs> guest. I hate these. Dead oh, guys. no. Like, hold on one second. <laughs> I have the knife and it feels very ominous, but like <laughs> I did not. Um, I just kind of poked him trying to get him out of like this little figure I had. So he didn't die. He flew away. <laughs> so no dead guests. So um, yes. what we'll do in this. I don't know. Maybe we'll leave this in there. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if if not, let's just say, hey, we're back. Um, yeah, that was really interesting. That bug totally <laughs> like ruined the whole what my train of thought. <laughs> oh no. So, do you have any response to like the story of this guy who flaked on me? Like anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I want to say like go you. Like I'm very proud of you for realizing like your self worth and like acknowledging that you've been like like by other people in the past and like you're not going to take this anymore because like I know exactly how that feels and it like fucking sucks and I think recently I've just had to put myself first in my life and that is not an easy thing for me to do and it still feels very foreign and weird but it's really cool when you get older and realize like that you actually like have some self-respect like that's a nice thing to have and um so it is nice that you're able to acknowledge that and realize that like you're not going to take shit from people anymore like Mm -hmm. that's a very powerful thing so good on you for that yeah yeah and you kind of like acknowledge that too when the that band director was basically like oh can you play that other instrument and you're like yes i can yeah i can yeah like i like I'm very much of the mindset of like, you know, people can do whatever they want. Like they can't, like they have the power to do it. And you just like, you just have to like give them the keys to drive, you know, like, yeah. and, and just let them go. Like you got to like give them that push, like off the edge to like into the unknown, you know, if we're going to get like super art, artsy <laughs> fartsy, but um, yeah. And I feel like that's, they do that a lot in the movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Do you, Tell me, like, your favorite scene from School of Rock. Um, I think, oh, it changes all the time. I think the one thing, though, that I always go back to, and I remember buying the movie on iTunes so I could play it on my little, like, iPod Nano that I oh. had, and, like, I would play it on the school bus, but it would just be the last, like, 15 minutes of the movie where like the kids finally get to go to like battle with the bands and they're like performing their song but like last minute when they're having like their band meeting um they decide to like jack decides to play one of the songs that like the lead guitarist wrote and i just think like well that's like super cool like this fifth grade kid is playing like his song for like so many people and it was just like such a cool and powerful moment because so much had just happened like 10 minutes before in the plot and then they're like finally at the stage and it's just this incredible performance and their parents are in the audience and you could just see the change in them and realizing like whoa my kids can do so much more than I thought they could and I think 
that is so cool and an experience that I so desperately envied and still am like hoping for that moment in my own life. But man, that scene is just so good. And at one point in the song, all the kids say the word ass, which I thought was like super cool. Like anytime these kids swore in the film, I was like, yeah, like that's so cool. I'm not allowed to say that word, but I think it's cool that you are like. Yeah, I I, uh, talk about curse words and stuff like and hearing them on like kids shows. I I heard on the Lizzie McGuire show, like uh, Miranda said, shoot. And I was like, like I thought like shoot was like a bad word like you're not supposed to say that and she like said it and I was like oh my god I feel like and I got that same feeling like I don't know when you watch like adult content you know like porn or something and you don't want like anyone else to see like oh my god, she said she said she just said a swear word <laughs> you know like it was um, yeah like I, I love stuff like that but also like man like parents gotta be like better like about I feel like supporting their kids like, I don't know, like, if for me, it's just like, you know, it makes sense to be like, oh, yeah, I want to, like, support my kid no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. I want them to enjoy whatever they want to enjoy. And, like, I don't, like, they're going to figure out their future or whatever. I can't, like, decide their future for them. And I feel like parents, feel, like, feel, like, this obligation that, like, their kid's future, like, has to depend on their parents' happiness, at least in my experience. Yeah. Anyway. And it's just, like, dang and like that that's like kind of like what the kids go through in the movie too because like they're in this prep school they have to follow the rules and everything and like now all of a sudden like they're part of this like rock band which kind of like goes against the grain you know like of what they're normally are used to and um like the parents are like seeing like oh yeah like kind of like what you said like they're kind of like enjoying this and like they're seeing like oh yeah my kids have more potential and it's like man couldn't you have more potential like couldn't you have seen that like before I don't know yeah like no I totally get that too like even in my personal life like my parents aren't very supportive of me um being a writer which is so strange they're very supportive of my music and like they were always at like all of my band concerts um like even now like my dad will help out like my band director for like uh, the community band in Spokane but like with poetry it's so different it's like they're just like nope you can't succeed in that like you can't do that as like a future career like there's no way and I'm just like this is so strange like Mm -hmm. that there's this like dynamic between like music art and like writing art like they're I don't know why they support one but not the other did you tell them you wanted to be like a professional writer like is that mm-hmm. something that you want to be okay yeah yeah like, I'm, I'm very curious like what their tone would be if it was just like a hobby or whatever yeah maybe that's a good point too because obviously like I love music but I know it's not something that I'll be able to like do as a career um unless like something changes and I join like an actual band which would be like super cool but I don't see that happening for me which is totally fine um because I still just like playing music for fun but with writing I like doing it for both like I just like writing for fun but I also like doing it more like professionally and I'm trying to get some work published right now actually button poetry had um, like a chapbook submission earlier in the year and if you like submitted it I think by like mid-January then it would go under review and then if you like win then they'll publish it for free 
And so I find out next month the results of that, and I'm like very nervous about that. But yeah. hopefully, we'll hear good things. Hopefully, good things. From that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Be like, uh, I don't know, award-winning poet, I guess. <laughs> like published <laughs> yeah. poet, published, published author, <laughs> author. Um, yeah. Like it's. I, the question I did want to ask you about your poetry, um, do you think School of Rock influenced your poetry? How, like, in what way did School of Rock influence your poetry? Because, like, the music, obviously, because, like, yeah. and everything. But, like, what about poetry? I think um, writing about, like, just, like, what I write, like, typically I write about very, like, vulnerable things or stuff that's just, like, very, like, in the moment. And I think I relate that to the movie just because like I am sharing something that I am like so passionate about and it's something that like like music like I myself is like personally created and I just think that is something like so cool to share but I think another part of it is that with some of my pieces I don't think there's a lot of writers out there that like write in my style or like write on like topics that I do and so I think that's a really cool thing and um, I don't like following structure when it comes to poetry I just kind of like letting the words flow and having like I typically write in a lot of free verse Um, I'm not a huge fan of like rhyming my like pieces all the time like I just kind of do what I want to do whatever the fuck I want to do and just I think that is a beautiful thing because I think a lot of people that are unfamiliar with poetry just think that it's all like Dr. Seuss or like Emily Dickinson or just like these like poets that they grew up on and like read about in school or just like had read to them when they were like young children. But there is so much more to poetry than just that. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Like you mentioned, like, not following structure and like that's how I feel about theater and I feel like that's like why I kind of dropped off of it is because it's too structured like I I feel like there is like maybe some freedom or whatever but like a lot of like what goes on in theater is very the same like samey um very old nothing like like nothing's evolved I feel like um and I could be wrong like that's probably just my experience or anything so like when I do st- stuff, like I want to do the stuff that I like to do. Like I, like I, I'm trying to like push myself away from like my, co- a little bit from my college education a little bit and like my college teaching. Cause I'm like, man, I like, it's, this is so boring. Like method acting, like method acting sucks. Like fuck Meisner, <laughs> like, like uh, <laughs> fuck him to like pieces, like fuck um, also Stanislavski uh, who sucks too. Um, old white men uh yeah. yeah like they're very annoying like uh the, like uh not to get too nerdy into theater right now but like I only I really like Uta Hagen like she's uh an uh, Amer- American um acting like uh, she's an actor actor for sure but I wouldn't know what you call like uh, she's not really an educator like she's an actor who had a book that was called um uh, an act of respect for acting or something. I don't know. Anyway, what I'm trying to get to is that <laughs> she was pretty much like, you know, responding to everything in the moment, like type deal, like, and how, how it makes you feel and how you react to it, like in the, in the moment. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Cause like, 
it kind of like it, it, it makes you like kind of dive into like all the stuff that you're like feeling at the moment but also uh kind of like control it in a way that it relates to this back to the scene and you're not like i don't know heath ledger as the joker or jared leto as the joker or joaquin phoenix as the joker <laughs> where you're <laughs> just like killing yourself essentially to like play this clown you know yeah. like i just like i don't understand like why you're going you have you feel like you have to go like why do you have to lose weight to like lo- like yeah like, like dangerously lose weight like i get like maybe being fit or whatever but like just like getting like as skinny as joaquin phoenix was like you said yeah like Like, i don't understand why so many people believe that like you have to become this like fictional like entity in order to like be the best like performer or like their own like their point will only get across if like you become this person because i remember like hearing about like interviews with like Jared Leto and like some of the things he did to like really get into like the Joker role I'm just like why would you need to do that like that's so fucking weird man like just yeah read your lines maybe like I don't know (laughs) like yeah and it's just like that's just how it works like that I feel like that's just like and I feel like more people are just kind of like getting out of that and I'm just like I appreciate like you saying that like in your poetry like you don't follow a specific structure like go you like honestly like like just like do whatever the fuck you want like and that's kind of like my vibes too like I'm not interested in doing something in a specific way granted like there are some things that I do that are like you know when you're when when you're dealing with a team and you're collaborating like there has to be like some kind of structure there (laughs) like there has to be like something that grounds you but like when it comes to like writing like I I write um not a lot not not as often as I I feel like I I like to but like uh, writing just has to hit me in the moment and um whenever I write I just like I'm just gonna write how I feel because like I've noticed like at least like the way I write things is like yeah it might not be structured but this is how I'm feeling (laughs) you know like I'm gonna write I'm gonna write extensively about this feeling that I'm having and I don't care if it fits like this verse or like it fits like uh in rhyme or what ha- in prose or whatever like this is how I'm feeling and it might be weird but I know other people like I like it and my philosophy in like most things is like if I like something someone else will like it too yeah I definitely agree with that and I think I don't know it just I love when people write just about things that are like in the moment like lately I've been trying to do that a lot more and I just think that it's really cool that like you recognize that's kind of how you write like it's just like these are my thoughts and feelings here they all are written down that's that and I think that it like that's art to me and a lot of people would look at that and just be like that's just a bunch of words like that's that's nothing but no like it's so much more than that and I remember like when we would have like um like poetry like assignments and um like just start like reading like classic poets I hated it I was like Mm -hmm. I don't want someone to tell me like what I have to be writing about or like that I have to follow the structure that's like 200 plus years old like I just want to do whatever the fuck I want because I think that's cool and I enjoy what I create so like why are there rules 
when it comes to creating art like sometimes it just doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. no yeah I feel like as long as you're like you're like yeah like in theater we have like the the active like tense like make your thing like live like that's how like that's how you make your thing living like and alive is like it's in the active verb or whatever and I, I like that philosophy too and that's what Uta Hagen uses too it's like that th- those are things like in the moment and like what you're feeling and like I feel like it creates a space where like things can be like spontaneous you know yeah um, yeah going back to School of Rock like that's that's kind of like that, that's kind of like what Jack Black I feel like was instilling in these kids you know like hey you uh let's just like make a band like like let's yeah it's like band. fuck it yeah essentially yeah um going back to School of Rock have you seen School of Rock the musical I have. I was able to see it when it came through Spokane mm-hmm. a couple years ago. And? I mean, honestly, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was cool that I was like, there's this musical that was about like my favorite movie. Like that just sounds like a cool and like fun time. And yeah, there were definitely some differences in the musical that I was like, okay, this is not like the original, but that's fine. But I don't know. I thought I thought it was done well. I liked it a lot. That's good to hear. I think when I first heard about it, it was like one of those things where I was like, man, do we like need another like movie to musical where it's just like one for one, the musical? But I've heard a lot of good things. I mean, Andrew uh, Lloyd Webber was a part of it. So it was like, oh, it's probably going to be pretty decent. Uh, granted, like I, I'm biased. I like a lot of his work, even Cats. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I enjoy Cats, like not the, the 2000 and 19 movie the cgi weird shit yeah no but like the musical itself it's it's fun like it's fun like just smoke some weed and go have go have some fun like watch some guys dance in cat suits and play ballet (laughs) you know like that's that's pretty much what it is but also jesus christ superstar which is also one of my favorite plays which is ironic because like i'm agnostic (laughs) like and i want to play jesus christ like (laughs) i feel like it would just be a good like stick it up to like like my arabic upbringing and just being like oh yeah you shouldn't believe in jesus and how he died on the cross i'm like i want to play jesus in this music (laughs) what's great about jesus christ a superstar anyway it it, it, for me it's never it was never about the story of the bible like it's not it's not that It, it feels like it's a story of this man who is trying to help his community and you know other people like like are against it you know like it's kind of like the old tale of like you know I have like this information like and I'm trying to lead this revolution and the man or like the political like the this people in power are just trying to shut him down and it's like it's kind of (laughs) it's kind of weird in that way like that it was so poppy like when I first like we're going off topic like it's a soapbox but <laughs> right now but when I heard Jesus Christ Superstar I was like um and then my professors at the time who were staging the show they were like okay we're gonna do it like a poppy you know everyone's wearing like early 2000s like pop clothes like it's gonna and I'm just like you're gonna do that for a Jesus play like what's going on here it's like listen, <laughs> the, the, like listen to the music first <laughs> and I was like all right I'll listen because I never listened to the musical at first and uh it was like um when I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> like, the way the music is playing and everything. But um, I never saw the actual musical for um, uh, School of Rock. But I'm very curious about it, though. 
Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, it is, I mean, it's the school of rock. Like, it's basically the same as mm -hmm. the movie. Um, like, the plot is very consistent um, between the two. But it's just, I don't know, I think it's cool to see it, like, on stage. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just, yeah, I think if you like the movie, you're going to like the musical because it's basically the same. I just think it's cool to, like, have more of like a musical interaction between um the like different characters and you just get to see like more insight on like some of like the faculty and like the school itself as opposed to just like seeing the storyline of like jack's character and the kids which i oh, think yeah. that is a cool touch no that's that's cool like when stories do that and expound like that's really cool i mean just recently i saw corella and like oh um, yeah yeah and uh i feel like it really humanized a lot of people that um specifically the, the established characters from the cartoon like it gave them a lot more personality um i feel like and i i, I like i personally like stuff like that people sometimes are just like do we really need to know the story of like <laughs> like side character b and like their importance to like the main characters role and i'm like no, but it, it was fun to learn. It's fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's it, it was fine. Um, Cruella, the, the movie Cruella, not to spoil it, but, like, it, it is very gay. It is very gay. <laughs> Good. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of LGBT representation, mind you, despite the fact that Disney had the first out character in their movies or whatever, whatever you're going to call it. Sorry, I hit my mic. <laughs> but um, um, aesthetically, it is, it's so gay. <laughs> which I appreciate a lot well, um, I'm definitely gonna need to see it now then <laughs> yeah very beautiful um we're getting close to the end uh of the show and um I'm gonna ask you a question that I like to ask guests on the show <laughs> um this one's a little bit weird because like we talked about School of Rock but we like we didn't talk about one of the most important parts of School of Rock and it's Jack Black um but what yeah. if i told you jack black is in the zoom call right now yeah and like i'd probably right pass out <laughs> <laughs> but like imagine he was here this whole time imagine he was with us and he heard like you talking about school of rock and like all of our other conversations and stuff i mean uh i'm just curious what's one thing you want to tell jack black right now um, I want to say thank you for always being your authentic self. And I think that the kids that you worked with during that movie at that time, I think that your personality and values and just life perspective stuck with them their entire life because I've been keeping up with a lot of the actors and um, it definitely impacted my life. So I just appreciate you, Mr. Jack Black, a lot. Do you have a School of Rock tattoo? Because I saw some tattoos on Not you. yet, but it's mm -hmm. funny that you bring that up because I'm planning on it very soon. Oh, wow. So yeah, you just got a new tattoo recently, didn't you? I did, yes, which is this one right here, Pro which Jam. is off of the cover of The Color and the Shape, which is one of my favorite Foo Fighters albums. Oh, ever. I thought it was Pearl Jam. And so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do love Pearl Jam, too. 
yeah i i'll be honest i haven't listened to Foo fighters or pearl jam like i and i blame my upbringing but like i've been in the united (laughs) states for the last 10 years so i should have listened to a few (laughs) songs but no like i just like the i love the shape it like it looks thank you yeah it's i really like it i think that it's nice that like even though people like might not know where it's from like they're still able to like appreciate just what it looks like that like true fans will look at this and be like oh my god Dave Grohl like yes yes Dave Grohl we love yeah. Dave Grohl <laughs> I uh I'm I'm trying to think about my next tattoo I mean I got the the semicolon here but I I don't know I just want to get a dumb one like just like not dumb like I'll regret it later but like I just want yeah I, I feel like a Star Wars one is coming up but like I'm I'm always very scared about tattoos it, it really has to be one of those things where like the semicolon one like today if you were to tell like if I didn't have this today and I was, and you told me, hey, say, let's go get a tattoo. I'm like, eh, probably not going to get it today. You know, the, the semicolon tattoo was one of those things like, I, f- I want a tattoo right now. We got to get this tattoo right now before I chicken out. <laughs> before <laughs> I like, just like, like, wait, stop. Like, we're not going to do this anymore. So I made the reservation. Um, I think I had to wait inside for a little bit. And I was just like, okay, we're here. <laughs> and then I, I think I had to put it like a down payment or something or what whatnot and then uh I was sitting in the chair I was like all right we're here <laughs> we're gonna get this tattoo and so I, I'm I'm very desperate for my next tattoo um but also uh lovely tribute to Jack Black I also like would love to say to Jack Black Jack Black if you want to like hang out on this show you could do, you could totally do like that's that's the one thing I want to tell Jack Black right now as well. yeah um wayward artist uh this is wayward artist in a wayward world we are in the lightning round questions it's a series of five questions that i ask people on the show each and every week they're fun they're not so fast because we'll talk about them forever uh heather are you ready i am ready okay heather, born ready uh, <laughs> well, what, first question question number one what would be your perfect day um i think right now it would be to walk outside of my house into the or out yeah outside of my house into the little forest area I have back behind where I live and to just hike back there a few ways uh, a few miles and sit down in the grass overlooking the little river and having my journal with me and writing and just listening to some really good music or a really good podcast Um, and (laughs) what, what podcast are you listening to you're listening to Hollywood um, World. I am, yeah. My <laughs> own episode just on repeat <laughs> over and over and over. Um, yeah. But no, just like being in nature and just writing. And I've been trying to do that a lot recently, um, even though it's been kind of gross outside, like yeah. off and on the past week. So I haven't done it in a while, but that just instantly calms my mind down. And it's just such a nice, relaxing time. I could just get lost in the woods and spend so much time out there and it is a big like refresh for my head which feels great and I always feel super productive because I get so much writing done and it's so much fun and I need to do it soon yeah I, I think the last couple of days I was outside and like just watering like plants and stuff for my mom because she's not here today like as a recording like she'll be here probably by the time this is out but today because of Memorial Day and everything, like she's out. And um, like I was watering, it was like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. 
and I was just like, put I put the podcast in my ear, and I had like the the little spray thing, like you know, like on, on the hose, and I'm just like, this is like relaxing, like this is so cool. I need to like be outside more. <laughs> like I, I, it's like I'm very jealous that you have a little forest area because like I live in like uh, like the suburbs, <laughs> like or something like that, and it's just like there's just houses everywhere. And I'm like, I don't want to be with all these people. I want to like be outside. <laughs> I wish like I need to like get a cart. <laughs> is one thing so I can drive out in nature or something and it would be cool to like just listen to a, like a podcast like if I had to recommend a podcast it's not not mine <laughs> I mean you probably are listening to anyway but you know honestly Jared Betty's podcast has been really good to listen to he does right now he's doing he's doing pockets full of soup uh, like as a reboot type of thing which there's a really good episode I'll share that with you uh, after this call but um He's do he he's been doing this top 100 video games of all time list where he brings Ooh. on guests you know because he works with IGN he used to work for IGN and he knows all these like video game person like video game personalities from IGN and stuff like that and it's very chaotic because like <laughs> uh, people just like um, I think for, for the first like couple 100 games. I think it's just people's favorite, like they're just talking about their favorite game <laughs> rather than like if this game deserves to be number 100 on the list or number like 70 or what have you but it's still fun to listen to talk and talk about like what video like kind of like what we're doing right now talking a little bit about school of rock and like its impact and stuff and that's one i'll i'll send you the link to his podcast it's, it's a lot yeah of i'd love to listen what are you listening to like besides my show obviously <laughs> um i listen to this really good one um that has been one of my favorites for years and years it's called like dear hank and john and it's just um, with Hank Green and John Green and it's oh. just about like random emails that they get and literally people ask them like the weirdest and most random questions in the world and so the podcast covers so many various topics and mm -hmm. I learn so many random little facts from that and I just love the interaction between the two brothers I have always loved both of them so much and so it's I love listening to that one um I listen to a lot of different like true crime podcasts or like conspiracy theory podcasts it's just mm -hmm. there's a whole like plethora of things that I listen to um but my, I think one of my favorites was Welcome to Night Vale I think that is such an incredible podcast I don't know if you have ever listened I'm, but... I'm familiar with them um they had an artist that I really like uh who went on there Jason Webley um oh okay yeah Jason really great artists local artists from like the Everett area um I want him on the show <laughs> like he's like he he's my favorite he's he's very folky he plays the accordion and like he does like a lot of stomping like and his like oh, very cool music, like I just I love stuff like that um but like I, I'm familiar with what they do it's like kind of like a fictional podcast isn't it yeah yeah it's basically just like this uh, story like this very like ongoing story um, about this fictional town and then just like townspeople like will come on like the little like radio talk show that they have and um, it's filled with like lore and like so much happens it's so good yeah. uh, another it. another one I, I listen to my friend's podcast like um like gal that I went to go like that I went to school with Annika shout out to Annika she does uh um affirmative reaction like affirmative action oh my god I can't remember her podcast but she does it with <laughs> her friends um that I don't know but they're they seem like cool people and uh 
They just like they're BIPOC people uh, reviewing plays from a BIPOC perspective. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, we got next door villains from T- uh, Tiana and uh, Joe. That's really fun. That's a a, definitely a favorite of mine too. <laughs> um, I listen to Kind of Funny, uh, which is a gaming podcast. Um, you know, I don't know if I can recommend Kind of Funny to anyone. It's really one of those <laughs> podcasts. Like, I love them. I I think they're great. Uh, and I think like they definitely have like really good stuff but like the thing is it is i feel like i'm just in it you know i've listened to them for like six years now (laughs) like seven (laughs) years and i'm just like i feel like i I, my bias really is just like i'm in it like i'm in it deep (laughs) i don't know like if anyone would really because like a lot of their inside jokes like i've (laughs) i've listened to them for so long and like even i don't know like most of the (laughs) like i was there from the start and i don't even know what all their inside jokes are sometimes (laughs) um but you know kind of funny is like when i listen to what's another one that i listen to a lot um i mean jared petty but yeah that's it i i have trouble just sitting down and listening to things you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's hard to do. I feel like well, I, I, it's really nice to like have is like background noise or just to like, add like something to like kind of keep you focused while you're working on something else. That's typically when I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Like usually think, like when I'm getting ready in the morning, it's like nice to have. Yeah. I think since you're into gaming, like I think Jared Petty's like top 100 like podcasts, like I think you'd like that one. Cause like they, yeah, it, it's different people just talking about video games. So I think you'd like that one for sure. And I'll share you, I'll share you the link to that. Um, I think the one thing I forgot to ask, like, this is the first question of lightning round. <laughs> I see this is what I told you, like, <laughs> this is what I say, like, you know, it's not really a lightning round, like, s thing, but you know, what else are you gonna call it? Um, how are you ending your day? <laughs> like, you, you just kind of talked about the start, and that's when we got into podcast (laughs) (laughs) um oh that is a good question um I think my day would end with um probably eating a nice bowl of spaghetti because I really like spaghetti I love pasta yeah Um, do you go to the spaghetti factory like frequently no because I don't really like their spaghetti and pasta that, very much. That's fair. I haven't been no there. No offense, spaghetti factory. Oh, f- full offense. Full offense. <laughs> <laughs> they suck. <laughs> no, but like, I I remember I had a friend, Maddie, shout out to Maddie. Um, she, I met her um, during summer school in college. And I, she mentioned that she was a waitress at the spaghetti factory. And I was shocked. I was like, the spaghetti factory? Really? Like, <laughs> that place is still open? And she's like, yeah, man, I go there. I work there every day. I'm like, I'm, I am so sorry. <laughs> that must be yeah, awful. I'm, I'm surprised they're still, like, a thing. I, I thought they, I legitimately thought they closed. <laughs> so I was like, what spaghetti yeah. factory are you working at? <laughs> like, the one that's, like, over there, like, the one in Spokane that, that's essentially yeah it was a big factory you know (laughs) I have to like I want to go there I I think I I think I want to go there you know I just want to like see like what the vibes are I feel like it's stuck in like the early 2000s like late 90s like I feel like if like I might get hate crimed if I go there oh but it's fine no, um, I got the, I got those vibes when uh, what's the pizza place downtown that closed? I can't remember. Rocky Rococo's. Yeah, something? Rocky Rocky Rococo. Yeah, 
they i went inside to like apply for a job and that place going in there it was like a time machine <laughs> yeah. yeah oh i always got the worst vibes from that place and everyone's like this place is so good like i love it here it's like a staple of spokane i'm like i feel uncomfortable like yeah, i don't want to be in there it's not a spokane stable it's an it's, no. a, it, it's, it's a chain <laughs> it's like mcdonald's <laughs> it's like saying like the mcdonald's is like <laughs> an establishment of Spokane anyway we're getting like we're talking a very long time on the first question <laughs> awesome answer um question number two what song describes your life right now um I feel really bad because I can't remember the name of this artist wait actually I could look it up on my watch I yeah. believe thank yeah. you technology te technology is it's evil you know, that's what they said at the Thomas Edison's a bitch. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, it's just gonna start playing music in my ear. That is okay. not what I wanted at all. That's okay. You're 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 coming through fine. Good. Um I know it's on here. Okay, the song that describes my life at the moment is called Room, and it's by Ethan Tosh. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, but yeah, it's just basically a song that's very like vibey and low key and acoustic. And it's just being stuck and feeling really trapped in your room. And it just kind of gets to you and gets to your head. And then it's kind of a horrible feeling. And I am very much so feeling that. So it's just nice to have kind of like a depressing song that you could really relate to yeah but I really that, like sad music <laughs> that's fair I mean like uh like knowing like your poetry like you, you need that fuel <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. I guess where you can hear that song like when this episode comes out where on the official wayward, uh, songs wayward songs for wayward artists playlist <gasps> where which features all the songs that people have picked as their third favorite song. I'm sorry, not the, oh my God. like uh, the songs that describe their lives right now. Yeah. It has <gasps> pop amazing. hits. It has pop hits, including um, Peter Gabriel, uh, Billy Joel, uh, Lincoln Park, like not Lincoln Park, uh, Simple Plan. That, that one was mine because, you know, I, I'm just a kid and my life is a nightmare. <laughs> That's the song. <laughs> uh, RuPaul, Celine Dion, um there's also a couple other like indie ones like it's very chaotic it's a very chaotic list <laughs> oh I love it oh yeah. I love it so much and people could listen to uh like room in there yay yeah fun uh. um question number three uh very ironic because we talked about a movie um <laughs> what is your third favorite movie well my third favorite movie Oh my god! <laughs> I yes, I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell. I just so want to let you know that um, when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about when like you first messaged me about doing um, an episode together, was it was either going to be the School of Rock or it was going to be the Muppets, and it was a really tough choice. But <laughs> the I want to say either 2010 or 2011 classic Disney hit the Muppets movie starring Jason Siegel and Amy Adams you know I don't uh, really have a big recollection of that movie 
Like I got, I feel like I gotta watch it again. Like so, I so please the amount of cameos. Jack Black plays a big role in that. Movie. They stole, yeah, they stole Jack Black, didn't they? Yeah, Dave Grohl is in that movie. Mm-hmm. I actually just rewatched it recently, and like I had a pad of like sticky notes next to me, and I like wrote a check mark every time like there was like a celebrity cameo. I think by the end of the film, I was at like 24 cameos. So it has an incredible cast. Also, the music, so good. Like one of the songs won like an award that year, like an Oscar or something. So it's incredible. a man or a Muppet, that one? Yes, which is one of my favorite songs of all time and will definitely make its way back into my Spotify top like 10 probably this year on my Spotify rap. I kind of wish I knew earlier. Otherwise, I would have won my Gonzo shirt, but it's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I uh, I love the Muppets so much. Like, they are extremely underrated. And it's because Bob uh, Bob Iger is a piece of shit who doesn't appreciate the Muppets <laughs> at all. And he like just doesn't show them in anything. I'm like, dude, where, where are the Muppets? This is like one yeah. of your properties. <laughs> like, you only gave them like two movies and like two shitty like TV shows. I mean, okay, look. The ABC show, I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. I wish there was more of it. Um, Me too. I watched also Muppets Now, and I feel like that one on Disney Plus, it just needs more time. It's like one of those things, yeah. like, it, they just don't let it, like, cook a little bit. Like, it's just like, it, it just needs to get through, like, the season one, like, um, like bullshit. Like, yeah, like the, yeah, like the first season of Parks and Rec, not very great. Mm-hmm. Everything after, so damn good. Like, yeah, yeah. I um, I'm very excited for the Muppets Haunted Mansion because it like it's yeah. two of my favorite. My favorite attraction at Disneyland is the Haunted Mansion. Uh, I was there like Christmas, like Christmas week, and I rode it. I rode the ride when it was like the Nightmare Before Christmas theme, and I was like, oh man, I love the Haunted Mansion so much. It's so cool. It's like the it, it's the kind of scary that I like, which is like not scary. <laughs> <laughs> like you know it's spooky you know like oh there's skeletons and ghosts and ooh, they're they, they, it's like the cheap thrills you know like yeah I, I, I love that stuff like I don't like I don't like horror like too much like I, I appreciate horror like I do like Halloween I'll watch a horror movie uh, on Halloween but it's just like I don't know scary stuff like especially during this pandemic I'm like I don't want to watch things that make me scared I want to <laughs> watch things that make me happy <laughs> you know um yeah what is your favorite Muppet movie? Like, uh, like a man in a Muppet, like is number three, but like, what is your all time? Yeah. Um, I think. Hmm, that's a tough one. I haven't watched the originals like in a while. Um, I feel like there was like Muppet Treasure Island, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. I think I would go with that one. I do. Cause I remember watching that one a lot as a kid. Yeah, that was the one as a kid. Like, I watched that as an adult, and I really liked it. But, like, as a kid, I would always see ads for that, like, in the Disney, like, uh, VHSs. And yeah. I just, and I was just like, man, why can't I own this movie? Like, why haven't, <laughs> why hasn't, like, anyone read my mind and just, like, buy this movie for me? <laughs> um, my favorite Muppet movie of all time is Muppet Christmas Carol. That is... That's a good one. That is the best Christmas movie of all time. Everyone else just sucks <laughs> whoever thought gonzo as like charles dickens like 
you know like that is that's so smart i i've no i don't know why it's smart like i don't know why but like i know it was the right choice you it know, makes like, I, sense yeah uh my my friend uh like uh Faye or kyle you know uh drive queen <laughs> name we were taught i i don't know like the Muppets were brought up and he asked me like, uh, what Muppet do you feel like that represent, like what Muppet is like your, feels like that represents you. And I said, um, either Rizzo the Rat, uh, Gonzo, um, there was another one. I don't know. I, I missed the other one, but Rizzo the Rat was definitely like um, my my Muppet like personality. Your I feel like. Muppet Sona. Yeah, my Muppet Sona, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to like steer clear of the spirit animal thing because like that's bullshit talk but yeah um, I was trying to find a different word to say that but like that that that's if the, the, the Muppet that describes my life right now is like Rizzo the Rat <laughs> yeah you should make that like a sixth question like for like future episodes like what like a Muppet best fits your personality <laughs> exactly um what about you, real quick, before we get to the next question? I feel like I am 100% a beaker all the way. Beaker. Oh, beaker. Yeah. That's a nice one. The the two gay couple. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, Dr. Uh, Honeydew and Beaker. <laughs> there, There's no way. Like, them and Waldorf and... Uh, I can't remember the other old guy. Waldorf and... Uh, it's like... Stanley? Stat, stat, it's weird, though. It's like Statler... Sattler, yeah, Something, yeah. yeah. Sattler from Ward, old, oh, like I can't say it. They're old. The two old guys, yeah. the critics. Um, <laughs> they're also a gay couple. Um, let's see, Peppy's. Oh, Peppy's like pansexual, like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, actually, yeah. Oh, the the Muppets were brought up because Kyle's uh, third favorite movie was Labyrinth. So I was like, oh. I don't have the book, but like I have uh, Jim Henson's bio here that I'm going to read. Oh, day. nice. But I I just I haven't been able to read lately. So maybe one day. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. Um, let's get on to question number four. What is your favorite ice cream topping? Um, it's am I allowed to pick two? Because it's it's a tie. I or is that cheating? This is like you you got to pick one. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to go with this one just because more places have this. Um, rainbow sprinkles, 100%. Yes. I, I, no, one like, has said, no one has said rainbow sprinkles, and that is my choice all the time. Yes. That or like, anything chocolate, like for me. Yeah. I feel like I get, like, rainbow sprinkles with a side of ice cream. Like, that's, that's how I like to eat ice cream. Did you ever have anyone, like, laugh at you for, like, getting the rainbow sprinkles? Like yeah like why oh yeah i don't i don't get it either like do you not like joy yeah like like what's wrong with sprinkles exactly like the the rainbow ones specifically yeah i I don't get it like would that happen this is like it's rainbow but not like sprinkles but did anyone like ever look at you weird for having rainbow goldfish because Uh, that would happen to me all the time i don't eat goldfish so i don't uh i don't feel that pain but i oh okay I see you. Like I get it. <laughs> Maybe they're just being homophobic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, 
no, that's a good choice. Not no one has said rain. I don't think anyone said rainbow sprinkles on here, but I could be lying. We've recorded like it's we're almost at 50 episodes. Like, <laughs> like I, I at this point I don't even remember like the previous conversations that I've had <laughs> on this show. Um question number five and the most important question on the show, left twix or right twix? Um, you know, I think everything in my brain is telling me right because I'm right-handed, but I'm going to say left because You're going against the grain. I just like the left, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's, that's a good answer. Good answer. A lot of people <laughs> pick a lot. The left one is pretty dominant, which is very fascinating. Is um, it really? Yeah. I, it feels like it. I, I still, I keep saying that I'm going to do a poll and seeing what everyone said, but um, I'm, I'm very lazy. <laughs> so, um, but it feels like the left one has been talked about a lot. Maybe it's because we're artists and we're left. I was going to say, maybe that, that actually could make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Wayward Artists has been Wayward Artists in a Wayward World. Heather, do you have any last words? Um, oh, I see. I did for a second and then it was just completely <laughs> gone. That's, that's terrible i'm trying to like it. think of like a good quote from the movie to like end with um yeah. so i'm just gonna, gonna quote my favorite line in the entire movie which is when dewey finn says would you tell picasso to sell his guitars <laughs> i just think that's that's beautiful <laughs> i mean it kind of makes sense if like picasso like well did picasso play music like no I, okay like okay so yeah it doesn't it makes sense but it doesn't make sense you know what i yeah. mean like um yeah picasso was one of those old uh artists that were piece of shit too but yeah it's not picasso okay. um not to like trample on your final words but um, no, it's okay we're in the conversation of picasso um there's a really cool quote that i like from Picasso, where he says, um, the first stroke on a canvas is a mistake, and the next one is uh, um, there to, like, correct that mistake. And I'm like, oh, that's that's a cool metaphor for art. Mm. And, like, yeah. But um, I like yours better, because <laughs> rock is cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Wayward Artists, uh, without further ado, it's been real. <laughs>